Thank you for tuning in to the best parenting show on the internet. Post Daily Dose. Hey, good evening, Facebook family, and welcome to Taco Tuesday! Hope everyone's doing fantastic. Welcome to another episode of Post Daily Dose with me, your trusted parenting advisor, faithful guide and servant on the healing journey. What's my name? Big Baba Brian Post. Hope you're doing great today. So in tonight's episode, I thought I would talk a little bit, go maybe a little bit deeper into our punishment and discipline, the same thing. That conversation came up with one of my um, post-parenting certified coaches. Today, we're collaborating on a, on a book for a pre-K and early, early elementary. And um, someone had asked her that. She gave a talk recently to a school and someone had asked her that question. And uh, so we had an opportunity to kind of process and kick that around. And then I thought, you know, why don't I talk about that a little bit? So from my point of view, punishment and discipline are not the same thing because I have a different understanding of the two words. And it's very important to realize that both the words imply different things, but culturally they are similar. So we have confused over time being a disciplinarian with punishing children for their behaviors. When in fact, a punishment is a form of treatment for disobedience. It is a, it is a way that you behave towards, towards an individual if they have acted outside of a social norm. So when I pull this up on Google, Google says from a perspective of a, of a noun, this live won't play. I'm sorry, Stefan. Is anyone else having problems? Mimi's on there. Maybe it's uh, just the, the Netherlands today. Um, let me know if it continues. Mimi, let me know if you're having problems. I see you on there. Let me know. Let me know what's up. So punishment is the infliction or imposition of a penalty as a retribution for an offense. So the infliction or imposition of a penalty as retribution for an offense. So if a child has done something, the way they pay the price, the retribution, is they receive a punishment. I believe that punishment punishment derived, you know, long, long, long time ago, long, long, way, way back. But I believe that we as a society built up on the use of punishment from slavery. I feel like there's something in the way that we treated slaves, that slave owners treated slaves, that formed a, a paradigm, a precedence, if you will, for how we behave towards people when they misbehave. Now, of course, adults have been have been hitting children for a long time. So that that's that's nothing new. But this whole this whole perspective of, you know, retribution, um, this whole perspective of inflicting, imposing, uh, based upon imposing punishment, based upon someone doing something that they weren't supposed to. Okay, glad you're there, buddy. Um, I believe that this is this is descendant from our from our history, from our culture. So then, if we pop over and we look at discipline. So discipline as a noun is the practice of training people to obey rules or a code of behavior. The practice of training people to obey rules or a code of behavior. However, 
the second part of this, comma, as a noun, says using punishment to correct a disobedience. See, it's confusing. So the first part is in line with how I think of discipline. The practice of training people to obey rules or a code of behavior. See, people don't know if so if we're if you're act if you're stressed out and you're acting out, that's because you're stressed out. So we don't realize that an acting out child is a stressed out child. We just assume that an acting out child is consciously choosing to misbehave. Therefore, we punish the child uh, for their behavior, which would go be which would be in line with the second part of this, using punishment to correct disobedience. We fail to understand that acting out comes from stress. Acting out comes from dysregulation. I know. For, I just heard someone say, well, what about when a child is just being willfully disobedient? <coughs> That's a perfect example. We have come to label behaviors as being willful, intentional, manipulative, conscious, focused, i.e. personal. We've come to label negative behaviors as personal in nature. And then what happens is because we view them as personal, we then, it then skews our perspective on even beginning to understand where they could arise from. So we just focus on the outcome. We're just focusing on the behavior. That's why I talk about the A to Z principle. The A to Z principle says before you can before you can get to, to Z, you start with A. X, Y, Z. See, Z is the behavior. Z is the outcome. And in our society, we're so limited that all we focus on, that all we focus on is X and Y. We don't have any greater perspective of a behavior, of an outcome, than X and Y. So we automatically assume that Z is, is manifested from X and Y without realizing that before you can get to Z in the alphabet, you must start with A. So it's A, B, C, D, E, F, G, all the way through. And that's what I call the process. The process always di dictates the outcome. And so turn it up because Stefan said he can hear can hear it now um he said it's working again so the process always dictates the outcome now can everyone hear me can anyone else out there in you know i want to make sure i'm just not rambling on i mean I've, I've got viewers and no one's like saying anything so i'm assuming people can hear um this is important because now if we talk about discipline as a verb Train someone to obey rules as a code of behavior. But again, it's comma says using punishment to correct disobedience. So we go back. Okay, thank you, Bree. So it goes back to that punishment thing. Thank you, Helen. And so it, it throws us off. Now, here's the, here's the thing. Thanks, Ashley. Um, I believe, I believe the reason we confuse discipline and punishment now is that we don't want to be considered as punishing our children. When we think of punishing, we think of doling out. Thank you, Brooke and Annalisa from Oklahoma. When we, when we think of punishment, we think of doling out something hurtful. Um, we don't, when you think of someone, if you said punishing, like even that Netflix movie Punisher, that guy doles out punishment. I mean, he's serious about doling out punishment. He doesn't hesitate. That's punishment. 
If you think about punishing your children, so if I said to you, the next time your child misbehaves, I don't want you to think about disciplining them. In fact, I want you to say to yourself, listen to this, next time your child misbehaves, I want you to say, I'm going to not discipline you. I'm going to punish you. Now think about how that feels. I, I kind of get chills when I even say that. If you say consciously, if you say, I'm not going to discipline you, I'm going to punish you, that gives you, that puts you in a whole new perspective. It puts you in a whole different energy because a, an energy of punishment comes from an energy of fear. It comes from an energy of stress. It comes from an energy of intensity. It comes from an energy of anger. See, that's important. When we view our children's, good evening, Mama Wilma, when we view our children's behavior as personal towards us, our brain, our amygdala is viewing it as a threat. Your amygdala, your, 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 primal, your primal brain is always looking for a threat. So when, you, when you've got conditioning, classical cultural conditioning that says misbehavior is intentional, it's purposeful, it's willful, See, all of that. Think about how the generations of that, just that's very biblical. A lot of the willful disobedience, that's very biblical. And so we think about just how much the Bible, you know, in the Bible and teaching and our religion, how, how, how near and dear many of us hold that. Just think about how much conditioning you've, real, you've received since you were a child about behaviors being willful. You're being willful, it's intentional, it's very personal, it's very directed. And so when you grow up as an adult and you see children misbehaving, you, in, you immediately locked in your cultural conditioning of your brain. The, 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 uh, it's also recognized and, and called the, um, the collective unconscious is what Joseph Campbell referred to it refer to it as that unconscious stream that we all draw on based on generations and generations and generations of functioning all the way back to when we were wrestling with uh, dinosaurs and saber-toothed tigers. If you pull on that, that, that collective unconscious and you see that behavior and you personalize that behavior, the thing your brain wants to do is remove that behavior. I always say that any, any time you're stressed. You know you're stressed when you want to control, suppress, and change a behavior. Control, suppress, and change. And so you want to eliminate that behavior. That's what punishment is about. Punishment is about the elimination of inappropriate behaviors because we view the behaviors as personal. We view them as intentional. We view them as willful. Now, what if you remove punishment because all of a sudden you have an awareness that negative behavior is a lack of training. Negative behavior is a is a, a miscue in learning. It is a a failed it is a failed attempt in teaching. That misbehavior is not intentional or willful or personal, but in fact, misbehavior is a byproduct, a manifestation of flawed teaching. And so I'm gonna, I'm gonna go just a step further with that because of children who've been traumatized. Not only neglected, physically abused, sexually abused, not only is misbehavior a, a byproduct and a manifestation of poor teaching, 
and and oftentimes mis, mis, misconstrued learning, but it is it can also be a byproduct and a manifestation of actual teaching. What if a child who's misbehaving has actually been taught to behave that way? Now, this goes back to what I talked about last night. Children who go to school and hit and then go home and get hit for having hit it, being hitting in school. Children who hit and act aggressively in school and then go to the principal's office and get hit by an adult on the butt with a, with a paddle. What are we actually doing? We are teaching them. And so then when they hit, we're punishing them because their hitting is actually a threat. But what if you removed punishment? And what if you stopped thinking of negative behavior as intentional, willful, and, and personal, and you started thinking of it as failed education? If it's failed education, that means we go back to this to this half of this definition, the practice of training people to obey rules or a code of behavior. See, discipline arises from the word disciple. If you want to be an effective disciple, if you want to be an effective disciplinarian, then you want to be and you have to be an effective teacher. I keep saying this over and over and over and over again because I know it's challenging. I know it's hard to grasp. Because we are we are running up against that collective unconscious, that, that collective unconscious that says these behaviors are willful and intentional and purposeful. What if they're not any of that? What if they are an outcome of flawed teaching? What if they are a byproduct of failed training? What if they are the outcome of poor disciplinarians? What if they are the outcome of our failure to be sufficient disciples. A di to, be, to discipline a child is to teach the child. If you are misbehaving, that is not a failure on the part of the child. That is a failure on the part of me as an adult. Oh, sweet Jesus. Oh, I just felt an anointing up in here. If the child is misbehaving, what if we change the paradigm? What if we change the story? What if we change our complete lens? The child misbehaving is not a failure on the part of the child. It's a failure on the part of me to be an effective disciple, an effective teacher. Not, not, I don't get off the hook. I don't get let off the hook. Because my child came from an environment of neglect. I don't get let off the hook because some other adults in my child's life abused them. I don't get, I don't get let off the hook. I said, what if the child's misbehavior is a failure in my ability to be an effective disciple, an effective teacher? Discipline is to teach, not to punish. So here's something, here's, I'm going to, two stories, two, two real quick things. Real quick, number one, when we are in stress, our thinking becomes confused and distorted and our short-term memory is suppressed. When we are stressed out, we are not thinking clearly and we cannot remember effectively. Hold on to that. Hold on to that. Meditate on that. Pray on that. Think about that. When we are stressed... 
Our thinking is confused and distorted and our short-term memory is suppressed. Number two, this is a story. Mahatma Gandhi's grandson, Aranda Gandhi, tells a story. I tell this in the Fear to Love book. FearToLoveBook.com if you don't have a copy. He tells a story of his being having to go pick up his grandfather from the airport one day. And he was running late. He had been at the garage. He was messing around. He was running late to get his famous grandfather. So he got to the airport. His grandfather said, why, why are you late? And he said, I lied. I lied to Gandhi. He was just asking me why I was late. He wasn't accusing me. He wasn't blaming me. He wasn't mad. He was just asking me, why are you, or why are you late? And I lied to him. And he said, he just stopped. And the biggest tears welled up in his eyes and started to stream down his face. And he said, I must repent for whatever it is that I've done to you that would cause me to be a person so fearful and so threatening in your life that you would need to lie to me. So I will walk home these 15 miles to repent. And his grandson tells the story of remembering to, the, to, the, to that day, following his famous grandfather. And he's driving three miles per hour, following his grandfather home as his grandfather walks in the dark home 15 miles to repent for whatever it was that he had done to his grandson to form fear in their relationship. You think his grandson ever told another lie? Man, that's a powerful, powerful teaching story. Powerful. That is the definition of taking 100% responsibility. And that is so hard for us to do. It's so challenging for us to take 100% responsibility. But I believe that's what we all should be um, attain, working to attain. That's what we should all be working to ascertain is 100% responsibility and being effective disciples, being effective teachers. If we want to be effective teachers, we want our children to be in the right state of mind. When your child is stressed out, that is not the time to try to be an effective disciple. In the middle of stress is not the time for discipline. Wait work it through, see them through it, understand, breathe, walk away, calm down, see them through it, whatever you got to do, wait until they're calmed down, and then have a conversation, communicate with them, find out what's going on, seek first to understand and then to be understood, and then give them a teaching moment. Give them a teaching moment, not in a threatening way or a blaming way or a shaming way, but just a way that says, you know what, I've, I've failed to show you. I failed to show you, and I'm sorry, and this is how we do it in this home, and we're going to keep doing it, and I understand you don't understand that yet, but we're going to keep working on it till we get it. I love you. I care for you, and we're going to make it through this, and you just keep showing up. Boom, 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 boom. Helen says, and they are, however, when you are not the one that did it, that's so hard to get it right. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Helen. You're absolutely right, and thank you, Joycelyn. 
So that's it, guys. You're going to be a punisher or you're going to be an effective disciple? That's the only question you need to answer. You can't, you can't, you can't ride the fence. It's black or white in this scenario. Don't be lukewarm. Choose your path. Now you might you might stumble and you might want to punish that kid. You might want to punish. Everything in you might want to punish. You might that collective unconscious, that river, that river of unconscious may open up and just pour all over you, and you want to punish, 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 because that kid makes you so upset. Take a break. Take a step back. Take a deep breath. Relax. Nothing has to happen in this moment. Nothing has to happen in this moment that's so great that you have to jeopardize your relationship with your child. Nothing, nothing, nothing. You've got the rest of your life with your child. Don't plant a seed. Don't plant a seed for fear and strained relationship if you can prevent it. Remember, in any given situation, we always have two choices. We can continue to react from our same blueprints and imprints of stress and fear and overwhelm and keep doing the same thing and expecting a different outcome. Or we can stop. We can take three to ten deep breaths. We can choose to be an effective disciple. And that's choosing love. God bless you. Big Papa loves you. We'll see you tomorrow.